0: Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Peck-Baumert. Hi, Paige. Hello. So today on the Teaching Self-Government podcast, we are going to be talking about cleaning up your cleaning systems so that you can better teach problem-solving to yourself and your children. Do you realize that cleaning is attached to problem-solving abilities and that cleaning as a family and in your home can actually improve your ability to communicate better and to solve other problems? in life? Well, it can. And we're going to talk about that today and how you can be better at it, which is awesome. We're not going to make you feel guilty if you have a clean clean room right now. Yeah, if you're clean, we're not going to make you feel guilty. And we're not going to make you feel guilty if for some reason that bathroom or kitchen is not exactly clean right now either. So that's not what this is about, but we're going to talk about the systems behind cleaning and why we need to ramp up our effort in some clean cleaning and what what to do when it's not the time to clean too I think that's important sometimes we see a mess but it's not the time yet to take care of it and that's okay too but there's a way to handle it that's a self-governed way so we're going to be talking about that today Um, but first we are going to tell a fun family activity as is tradition so Paige think of a fun family activity from your life what did you love doing as a child
1: Well, something that comes to mind is um, we've had some snow where I am lately. And one of the things we love to do is to build, you know, sculptures out of snow, whether it be, you know, a snowman or a snow fort or, um, you know, an igloo. It just kind of depended. But we loved turning snow into fun things for us to play with and to imagine.
0: Yes, especially that first snow of the year. Mm -hmm and i don't know if there's some strange fate thing out there so so we're religious people and our sabbath is sunday so we're like okay keep the sabbath we're not going to like run crazy on the sabbath right what is it with the first snow happening on a Sunday? And everybody's like, okay, because the second it's snowing, the children are like, ah, can we go build a snowman? You know, like, I mean, it was just like, we got to go out there. We got to do that. And, you know, and then they'd be like, oh, it's Sunday. They'd be feeling like, you know, so like Monday morning, they're rushing out. But I do remember we did have a couple of Sundays where it was like, you know, people are out there, even in their church clothes, just sort of, I don't know tromping around splashing around in the snow frolicking yeah exactly anyway but there's something so magical about that first snow or where we're from you know living in the mountain west that first five snows but then after that everybody's like i'm good (laughs) (laughs) you're done now (laughs) <laughs> done <laughs> anyway so we had snow too yesterday we had a, a nice big it's it wasn't technically the first snow but it was uh, big it big was snow. it was a first big snow a first really good one first one that it looks like it's gonna last because we did have a snow a couple of weeks ago and but it didn't it by the next day pretty much it was gone so anyway fun as I was driving around yesterday I did see people making snowmen so that was a a fun thing to do as a family I love that that's good memories and and Paige was classic at making the teeny tiny snow people so (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that but yeah so we always well well like you always had this idea like okay let's make like a whole bunch of snow people you know and then of course you start out making this monster snowman really like yes this big one and then after that you're like well I still want my snow people but we'll just make little ones so you started making little ones (laughs) by the big one you know I mean you stuck to your goal so good good for you yeah but I made a snow family I did (laughs)
1: exactly <laughs> one well, was... ginormous parent and plenty of small children
0: <laughs> well and that's exactly what it always was is is you wanted to label the snowmen as people you knew you know like and in the family like this one's london this one's porter you know the little tiny tiny one <laughs> anyway now you'd have to put london as the tiny tiny one because i
1: know i'd have porter to switch it around.
0: definitely is not the tiny tiny one he's getting so tall anyway okay he's oh yeah he's definitely taller than you he's like almost taller than dad I think anyway everybody's (laughs) growing up such as it is all right so let's talk about our uh Our topic today, which is to clean up your problem solving skills, emphasis on problem solving skills and emphasis on clean. Okay, so we're going to hook those two (laughs) together today, which is good. And we're going to look at this topic through the lens of self-government. So self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. So what that means is that you control yourself. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's you making a plan to control yourself. (laughs) Sounds like self-government to me. Yeah. And sticking to it and, and finding happiness in it too. Wanting it, not looking at it like it's a bad thing, but going, this is one of the most powerful things I do. Is control myself. So let's talk today about problem solving and cleanness and, and how it relates to clean because it definitely does. So we've got. Um, it's not
1: necessarily like a connection that is commonly made.
0: No, I think people are like either I like it, either I'm a neat freak or I'm not right? I like well, a clean house or I, or I don't. I don't think they always see that like
1: setting a plan and being self-governed about the cleanliness of your home also relates to problem solving.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. So so here's, here's mistake. Let's talk about mistake number one that parents make. Because Mis- I'm going to say there's two mistakes and there might even be more, but we're only going to talk about two. Okay, so mistake number one that parents make relating to teaching problem solving is they don't engage in cleaning up their house that often or don't put it as a priority, okay? This is mistake number one. I think everyone would say, I love a clean house, but that doesn't mean that they actually engage in the process very much, okay? So that's mistake number yeah. That's mistake number one. If, if you just don't clean, then your children don't learn to clean. And it's more than the cleaning. It's more than like having things clean. It's they don't get to learn the problem solving that is hooked to cleaning. Cause when you clean, you are going through a problem solving process. So when you are cleaning something up, You have to say, okay, what comes first? Wait, what do I want my end result to be? How much time do I have? What do I have to do in this moment? Do I have to keep myself on task? Likely the answer is yes, right? So (laughs) how am I going to keep myself on task? How am I going to know when I'm finished? What's my follow-up going to be? What are my step-by-step procedures? There's actually a lot that happens in your brain. And do you know that this has to be taught, it has to be taught. No, it's now. so true.
1: I remember um, when we did the BBC show and we had you know those two seventeen year olds from Britain come to our house, we gave them chores to do. And they're like, um, we don't know how to do these chores.
0: Yeah. So like and they were basic, right? Like um like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna harvest some onions. You know, like well, what do I do? you pull it out of the ground <laughs> pull it <laughs> yeah exactly or or we're gonna um pull some weeds well they don't know what the weeds are especially here i mean it's gonna look different weeds wherever you're at but they would never weeded so that wasn't something they even knew and like cleaning a bathroom they'd never cleaned a bathroom yeah so i never- thought to myself what? W- what must the bathroom look like then where well, they but at? then
1: you think about it like why are they even on the show? Like, what does their life look like? Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't know how to govern their own life.
0: At all. At yeah. all. That's a really good connection to make, Paige. Because that's because it proves right there. I don't know how to clean a bathroom. I also don't have to know how to not do drugs. Like, for some reason, I can't figure that out. <laughs> right? Like, all right, I don't know how to not put my life in risk by you know, drinking myself silly, right? Or whatever it is. Yeah, it's
1: like they didn't know the process of breaking things down into manageable steps.
0: Yes, and that is what cleaning teaches us. It teaches us procedures, processes, formats, structures, because you can't solve that problem unless you do it. And of course, there's other things that teach it too, right? Cooking, creating things building things, cooking, creation in general. Yeah. But there is a different, um, it's a slightly different end goal. So when you're creating something you're building, but when you are cleaning something, you're like weeding out and you're saying to yourself, it's okay that I found something bad in here, Mm -hmm. right? Where, where, when you're creating, you don't go through that. It's not the same process. You're not like weeding out. You're just putting it together, which really usually is the step that comes after the weeding out step, right? So before we're going to plant a garden, we pull all the weeds and then we put in the seeds. Mm -hmm. Because if you put in the seeds before you pull the weeds, you pull up your seeds. I could, it makes it. You can't do that. So before (laughs) you... And, I mean, you can, but it's going to be like everything willy-nilly, not growing in rows, and it's if even if it grows at all, who knows, right? Right. Or it might just come out with the dirt of the weed. So, what did you do that for, right? So, so there's a procedure, and creation usually comes after the weeding out. But it, as our society today, and I'm, I'm with emphasis, I am saying this, our society <laughs> today—if you can't tell, right? Anyway, um, our society today actually has a negative connotation to weeding out stuff within themselves so everyone wants cleanliness and like uh, maybe they weed out stuff in their diets they're like oh okay well i'm gonna not do sugar or i'm gonna not do whatever and they'll weed out things in their diets but when it comes to their behaviors their thought processes their emotions that keep causing them to be in bondage Um, People are like, we can't weed that out. That's part of you. That's who you are. That's like saying you can't, you know, toilet train because what comes out is part of you. You just (laughs) got to keep it like, no, like get rid of it. It can be painful to keep it all in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's actually a principle. You get rid of what you are not supposed to be having or dealing with within yourself. That's why people spring clean. Yeah. And they, that's why they de-junk, right? They get rid of. So, um, but, there, but, okay. But problem number one is there's people who actually don't do that. And, and we usually might say, okay, well, these people are, you know, might, we might call them lazy. We might call them hoarders, We might call them, you know, people might come up with little things for them, but what it boils down to is they just truly are like, not motivated. Maybe they've never learned the skill. You know, I've had adults come to me and say, I have never really learned how to clean. My parents didn't teach me. Now this brings me to problem or bad thing. Number two, what did I call these things? Anyway, like basically don't do it number two, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> mistake, mistake number two? Maybe that's what I called it. Oh man, I can't even remember. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, they're it's the all almost thing.
1: the same, right? Okay, it's the
0: second thing you don't want to do. Okay, <laughs> now we've said it like 10 times. Pick your pick. Okay, so um the second mistake, commonly made mistake that the parents make is doing every all the cleaning for the children or for the family or outsourcing it so having somebody else come in like a maid or whatever and, and clean could,
1: yeah i mean with that it could seem like you're doing your children a favor but you're really not because right housework and stuff like that is one of the main resources children have in learning how to work hard have a good character and you know like we've been talking about to problem solve
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so you're jipping them right so there's some people that never get the chance to learn to clean so then when they're on their own they're like now what do i do somehow my mom's house was always clean but somehow my house no <laughs> it's a struggle i don't know what to your do your mom
1: also didn't homeschool though
0: oh no no i'm just saying people would think that oh. you know <laughs> i'm <laughs> like I'm like, no, I'm like, no, no, I know how to, my mom taught me how to clean. Oh, I tell you <laughs> what my mom taught me how to clean anyway. Um, and that was a big part of my upbringing. <laughs> but, <laughs> and at the time you don't like it. Right. At the time you're like, ah, you know, but, but Paige, now as a newlywed, um, you know, it's a good thing, right. That that was trained to you. Yes. So, um, So that leads us to one of the first points that I, well, okay. The first points was don't do these things, but then, then comes what (laughs) to do. Okay. So what to do is set a standard of cleanliness.
1: Yeah. And I think that's actually something that's super important. I know I have a standard of cleanliness and it was funny when I first shared it with Joseph, when we first got married and stuff, I'm like, okay. um, So this is dishes. This is what dishes means. And he's like, no, that's that's dishes, countertop, stovetop, and floor. I'm like, no, that's dishes.
0: (laughs) That means you just cleaned up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so,
1: yeah, it was interesting because I definitely, my standards of cleanliness follow a lot after dad's. And his are very high.
0: (laughs) So he's very type A. And the thing is, is I have also the same standard of cleanliness. In fact, in some ways I'm better cleanliness wise because i actually really get into disinfecting and he's more like just polish it to a shine but still um between the two of us we get it disinfected and polished to a shine so that's good anyway it might be at the wrong order you know but that's okay sometimes it comes to a shine and then i go yeah but we need to use more cleaner
1: I come along and then keen.
0: he's and then he's like now there's spots and i'm like i'm sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> but <it's clean> now. <laughs> yeah exactly but so, yeah, it was funny
1: when i was sharing that with him he's like uh okay because he came from an environment where like i his mom just kind of took care of it all and so um like he he's still a very hard-working man but he
0: Well, then there's a learning curve. That's all. The housework
1: was not part of his role at home. And so that's just not how they did it. Whereas at our house, everyone did the cleaning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact,
0: every day we all did it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: There were times where we had like 10 minute pickups where we would like see how much we can get done in 10 minutes. And like major part of our upbringing was, you know, chore lists that had to be accomplished daily and um stuff like that Mm
0: -hmm. so it's
1: it's just combining two different cultures so it's been interesting to share that with him and for him to like share with me okay well i consider this clean i'm like that's not clean
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's like but i feel done (laughs) i'm like
1: but you're not done
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it is interesting and and so there you go okay so you have to teach the children You've got to teach them to do the cleaning too, which means you've got to give them opportunities. Otherwise, then they have to relearn, you know, they have to learn it fresh, right? Later at another time and and bless his teachable little heart. He was taught to be teachable. So there you go, right? Are you suggesting that my husband is a child? (laughs) Me? No, I'm just saying, I'm saying that, you know, he was raised to be teachable, you know, like, so that was good. So then, if he's missing something, he wants to learn it. So there you go. So that's a that's it's, a good. It's thing. a good
1: system. It works out.
0: Yeah, I love that. Okay, so um, so setting a standard of clean, um, that's going to be number one. You've got to actually want to have it clean. Now, I I have to say, there is one thing I know my husband and I are both happy about, and that is that we did. You know, that we married people that knew how to clean. I mean, that that was a big deal for us. You know, it, it has decreased contention because we both know the standard we're going toward, right? It's like this is what we want. We want the kitchen to look like this, we want the, you know, whatever, the storage room to look like this, we want the family room to look like this, we want the bookshelves to look like this. Now. Now, whether they are that way every single day is like a whole other matter, mm-hmm. but we have that goal in mind. Okay. Well, Because
1: sometimes things get in the way that, well, they just become a higher priority than cleaning the house.
0: True. And so this is where we don't make you feel guilty if you have a dirty bookshelf, because <laughs> sometimes my bookshelves have books on them going the wrong way that need to be put away. You know, like they're out in the front of the other ones that are going the correct direction, going like, Hello take care of me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> and I they're do covered that. in dust. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we don't get them totally covered in dust. But anyway, yeah, the top book may be seeing, you know, don't, don't say so short, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, there you go. Um, yeah. So setting that standard of clean. Now, when we set a standard of clean, this does a couple of different things. So number one, like we've been focusing on, it feels good, right? So they, they should develop a love of that feeling of clean. I remember when I was a child, cause my mother, she was a cleaner and she would clean, but not just that she was dedicated to teaching us to clean. And I'm really glad she did that because we all love to have a clean house. I mean, that's a, that's an awesome feeling for all, for me and all my siblings. Like we just remember that feeling and that's what we want. So, um, you know, she, she made, she did good by that because she created that within us. We knew when it feels good and when it doesn't. And when we were little, sometimes when we were bored, we'd be like, let's clean our room. Let's reorganize <laughs> our room. Let's move the whole thing around. Let's dejunk," you know? And do you know that every one of my children has done that when they're like, quote unquote, bored, you know, multiple times. I say London fact, especially. Okay. London and Porter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really especially yeah and London more than anybody for sure but like I'm gonna clean my room today I just need to clean I just need to have this stuff I just love cleaning you know I'm okay great you go ahead and just (laughs) because she is an organized personality I mean for her it even speaks more to her heart clean because that's her but here's another thing now I want to tell you something about London and all of my children so all of you guys are good at problem solving and you are, you know, really great at seeing, okay, this needs to be done. How am I going to handle it? And you make a plan for it. Well, it's the clean. I mean, of course we taught you problem solving. We taught you different skills. We're going to talk about how problem solving relates to, to our four basic skills that we taught as far as communication goes and that type of problem solving. But Really the thing that, that made you guys such great problem solvers is us working all the time and cleaning all the time, whether we were cleaning the garden, cleaning the garage, cleaning one of dad's houses, he's remodeling, right. Cause that's mm-hmm. huge clean and, um, or cleaning our own house, right. Or cleaning your bedroom or yeah. cleaning out a drawer or cleaning, you know, cause we were constantly organizing, pulling out, cleaning it out, weeding it out. And, and what that does is it actually trains the brain of a person how to problem solve problem solve. So if you set a standard of clean, there's your two benefits. You get um, well okay, not I guess three because you get a clean house, but also <laughs> but we're also not focusing t- on that one though. Yeah yeah, because, because it's not really about that. It's about what you're teaching the children. So number one, they get that feeling of clean that they want to duplicate in their own lives. And number two, they are really great problem solvers. So, so you guys have learned how to problem solve London, man, every single problem she sees, she jumps into this problem solving mode, this planning, problem solving, planning (laughs) problems. Like she, she can't not do that. And, and I think, you know, that girl has cleaned so much and she has organized so much. And some of it's just, you know, she's wired a little bit more than that, that way too. But, um, But I mean, she is a killer problem solver Mm -hmm. because of her ability to clean and she just doesn't let any problem stop her. She just, she just goes, in fact, you're all that way. You know, I mean, very, very rarely do I hear of a problem making you go, okay, now what do I do? Like you guys just take action and you solve it just like you do when you clean a room. Mm Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's uh, that's your first and I think, thing.
1: I think something that's important to recognize too is that problem solving can happen many different ways, just as cleaning a room can happen in many different ways. So some people might start with getting, you know, all the clothes up off the floor, or some people might start at the door and work their way to the back of the room, you know, or it just it just depends because everyone thinks and problem solves differently, which is mm-hmm. why, you have to be kind of open to new ideas and open to other possibilities.
0: Yeah, true, true. And you probably have learned that a lot being a newlywed, huh? Uh-huh. That you, that you go, oh, <laughs> that's the way you do the dishes. Okay. Yeah. So long as they get done. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have to choose not to care about that. Yeah, because well,
1: to- my husband yeah. and I, we think very, very differently. Like we yeah. have, it's it's a good thing. Um because we see things like the same thing from very different perspectives he's very logical and um yeah it's just it's it's all there everything that you can see he's like okay that's what it is and then I'm very yeah yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I am very much like okay how is this gonna like affect the atmosphere of the home and how is this gonna do this and you know
0: (laughs) so (laughs) So you know what it is? It's probably detail oriented versus big picture oriented. Like you're a big picture person. You think big, you think about how one thing affects like the whole future of your Mm -hmm. life, not Mm -hmm. just that one minute. And some people are detail oriented. Like they do one thing and they're like, well, I did that one thing that had to be done right there at that one minute. And they don't necessarily look for how it affects everything to come. And because that's just the way they're wired, right? So there's something some, at a time. Yeah. So there's some people that are detail like that oriented and some people that are big picture oriented and you have to learn how to adopt. If you're a big picture, you have to learn how to adopt some of the detail and vice versa so yeah so there's been a lot of
1: that happening um and a lot of times things tend to happen the way i've been trained to do them just because he doesn't necessarily have an opinion on too much but when he does
0: he's like okay fine we'll do it that way (laughs) (laughs) whatever (laughs) you want to problem solve it okay (laughs) (laughs) it makes my life easier (laughs) (laughs) there you go well that's how it is you know that's how it is in in relationships and sometimes someone leads out especially if they've had a a big history of problem solving you know Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and i think that's interesting because like um something else that's else that is super important in learning how to problem solve is when you teach children or anyone how to do these tasks you don't just say okay go do that this is how you do it the first time you do it with them, like you're the one who's mainly doing it, but you say, Hey, this is how it's done. You know, I'm going to show you how to do it. And then I'm going to let you do it. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I find really interesting because, you know, when we first got married and I was you know, doing school and um, working my job early in the mornings, I was stressed out with homework. And the house was a mess because I liked to make food. And you know, it takes dishes to make food. And so, you know, what a burden. Why is it not? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs>
0: if only we didn't have to eat, but yet we do like to eat. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> anyway, and so I would say, you know, hey Joseph, I need you to help me with the dishes, you know, and he didn't have expectation, like he didn't know my expectations for what I meant by dishes. And so when he's like, okay, you know, I'm done. I looked, I'm like, no, you're not, you're not done. There's still dishes on the counter that haven't been cleared off. You haven't wiped down the counter, you know? And he's like, that's not dishes. (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) There <laughs> we go we're g- okay let me do this with you we're gonna do dishes together next time honey he's like oh
0: good because i don't like dishes <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't like dishes either i know it's, I can it's like my least favorite that. chore
1: and our dishwasher but isn't working when so it's do
0: done it the when 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 dishes the peck way is done <laughs> everything feels better because the whole kitchen is clean including oh, yeah. the floor and counters and everything yeah
1: well, because one thing just leads to the other, but yeah,
0: you can't call it done unless the whole fr- the whole room feels like, ah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and, if, and if you just and if you can at least have one room that feels like, ah, then and you go hang out in that room. <laughs> then, then
1: it's
0: better. <laughs> well, see, that's it. Okay cleanliness attracts people to you too. So it's going to improve your bonding with people because you're all going to gather together Mm -hmm. in that area that actually feels good. So that's a good thing. Now you're bringing us into, into the next point we wanted to make. So after you set that standard of clean, then you've got to do the training, right? So you've got to take them along with you and teach them how to do the cleaning.
1: That's how I became so seedy about cleaning because dad showed me how to clean and set a standard
0: you act like i didn't well i mean you were the one
1: home more but i think i've adopted dad's ocd more
0: (laughs) the dad was picky like really particular there was mom's
1: standards and then dad's standards and it had to meet dad's standards most of the time
0: yeah well because dad was the one who was gonna like he was really particular (laughs) because he's type a it's true so i am glad that he that he taught you that even though it probably meant going back to the same job multiple times to make sure that it was exactly (laughs) to what it should have been, right? But that training, it's huge. And so, and I always told myself, you know, I'm going to take the children along with me. Um, No matter what I do, if I'm cooking, I'm taking them along with me. Mm -hmm. If I'm gardening, I'm taking them along with me. They're going to stay near me and by me so that we can talk and so that I can teach them what we're doing. So if I'm going to weed, they're going to weed. If I'm going to clean, they're going to clean. Now, this wasn't like, as they got older, obviously, this wasn't all day long. But, um, but when they were young, I just took you guys along with me all day long. I mean, why not have four-year-olds in tow? They think it's fun to learn all that stuff. That is the best time to teach them. When they are toddlers, and that means that every activity you do with them is going to take like four or five times longer, (laughs) but you just do it anyway, because that is a fun activity. They're like, oh, I learned what a weed was. Dad, this is morning glory. Dad, this This is is alfalfa. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Why is horse food growing in our garden? You know, (laughs) like, exactly." what yeah Pull
1: something else up what's oh that's a tomato that needs to go
0: back in <laughs> we're putting that let me teach you transplanting yeah, yeah, exactly so no i mean mistakes happen you have to have patience and some people don't teach their children how to work because they don't have patience that's what it is they just don't want like, i'm just gonna to do it myself well they just yeah. want to get it done they don't want any mistakes exactly so they're like i'm just gonna do it myself and then they deprive their children of that opportunity to do that learning right Right. So, and I actually know a guy whose mother was like that and she, I mean, she went to the point of, you know, like ironing his clothes at night before he, he went to bed and putting him on his bed and he had to wear those clothes in the morning. I mean, it was oh like my. up at, up through high school. I'm good. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like, you know, even his underwear got ironed, like everything was ironed, you know, just like well this is more old days okay they had these big (laughs) honking machines and they just put it in there drop the lid anyway um yeah so it was a different time but still um you know she did absolutely everything and then this guy his whole life has felt a little bit like he's behind the curve like i don't you know i don't know to do i don't you know and then it creates contention in his marriage relationship right where where one person's like we got to do this we got to have this cleanliness happen and he's like why can't you just do it right because that's another thing that happens if one person always takes care of everything all the cleaning then everybody else feels entitled yeah and one person can't do problem solving all the time yeah. And so, so the thing is, is that if, if that mother would have, I mean, I know she probably thought she was showing them great love by doing all that service. Well, and she was in her heart, it was love. Right. Um, but also there was some pride in her heart. Cause it was like, it's my way. It's done exactly how I want it. It's what, cause that's pride when yeah. that's in your Well, heart. and
1: when you're teaching children's, you know, cleaning skills, you have to not take it personally when it doesn't you know, at first meet your standards.
0: Yeah. And well, and you just keep showing them. And now, okay, now see I like this. Now look how mom does it like this, right? And you show, and it's patience and it takes that time. Mm-hmm. But once you do enough of that, especially if you do it when they're young, um, they will develop the confidence to, Oh, I can clean that. I can do that. And it's not going to be as big of a deal. You know, some people worry about well I don't want my children to hate cleaning. So I'm never going to teach them to clean. That doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> so you've got to actually just do it. No matter when you do it at one point or another, someone's going to say, I don't like this today. I would rather be playing, you know, and jumping yeah. on the trampoline and, or reading my book or That's something. They've else. been
1: taught that those are fun things.
0: Yeah. And I mean, everyone at some point would rather be, you know, at the beach than weeding the garden. Okay. I mean, there's just that. (laughs) So, okay. So after you take them along with you and you teach them, then don't forget to continue a a family work, right? So every, after you've taught them when they're young, then when they're older, then you're going to want to make sure that they have a time to work as a family, even up until they leave your home it doesn't have to be you know a whole day or hours and hours and hours although sometimes it's still our you know multiple hours even when they're older you know we historically do like two and three and five hours of gardening in a day um, because when it's that time of year it's that time of year when we do canning it's like days straight and that's just <laughs> how it is anyway um, but now
1: we know how to can and we can do it without you
0: I know Paige told me she's like I did a bunch of canning I've got all my apples done and I was like you are awesome (laughs) anyway so I was so excited for her had mommy moment yeah work on the skills that she knows <laughs> it feels good doesn't it like when you take the apples and you turn them into something you have done a major feat of problem solving and it feels like you've conquered which is exactly what self-government feels like it feels like conquering you conquered yourself mm-hmm. so and in it and it starts by just learning a task right like how to do Canning. Okay. So then after you work together as a family, you also have to give them the opportunity to work on their own. This is the part of cleaning that everyone always focuses on with their children. They say, okay, give me a chore chart. Give me lists, gives me whatever. I think I've probably talked about chore charts in another podcast. And if not, I can, I'm not going to go into that right now. I feel like that's probably, I don't know if we have the time to go into all of that. So, um, so maybe we would put that on a list that we would talk about another time is chore charts. If we haven't hit that in a podcast at this point. Um, Anyway, but teach them how to clean on, on their own, right? So, and then give them the opportunity to practice that. So that's why a child is going to have daily chores, chores like make your bed, clean your room, clean the bathroom, wash the floors in the house, vacuum the stairs, vacuum the floors, dust the banisters, dust the bookshelves. You know, they're going to have all these just little tasks and things like, okay, now, you know, once a week you have to organize the drawer. It's going to be on Wednesday. This week, I want you to organize the towel drawer. This week, I want you to organize the toothpaste drawer. This week, I want you to organize the junk drawer. You know, whatever it is. Ooh, we all love the junk drawer. That one can take like a long time. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, but you know, it used to be that junk drawer would take forever. You dump it all out on the counter and you got, you know, all these pencils and everything. And um, anyway, and so that used to take forever. Like that used to take I felt so good when it was done. I'd be like, mom, look at the junk drawer. I know. But the thing is, is over time, you guys could knock out cleaning the junk drawer in like 12 minutes, maybe, (laughs) you know? It would be like, oh, junk drawer, I got this. Because you already went through the the decision-making process of how you wanted it to lay out. Yeah, but you already knew. You didn't have to like create it. You didn't have to freshly problem solve it again. Now, this is an important point to make because- when you have once problem solved something using a skill or developing a skill, that skill serves you later. It saves you time. It makes your life better later. Okay. So that brings us to the last point that, that we want to make, which is how the four basic skills relate to cleaning. So if you follow the teaching self-government website on teaching or if you've been looking at the YouTube videos that I've got on YouTube Um, which teach different things about self-government, you'll notice that I constantly bring up these four basic skills that I teach. So Paige, what are the four basic skills? So you have
1: following instructions, accepting no for an answer, and criticism, accepting consequences, and disagreeing appropriately.
0: Yeah, so that criticism one is thrown in with no answer. That wasn't five. It was actually four. <laughs> Accepting no answers and criticism is the same skill because you, you use the same skill set for it. Right. Anyway, so each one of those four basic skills has a skill set, which means they're steps, okay? To accept a no answer, you look at the person or the situation, you keep a calm face, voice, and body. You say, okay, or you disagree appropriately, and then you drop the subject. Yep.
1: And a lot of those steps are similar in all of the skills, but there's just a few variations.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely disagree appropriately is different, but, uh, and I don't know if we're going to go into all those skills right now, but what I do want to um, talk about is just the concepts. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the concepts of of following instructions is that somebody says, here's something you need to do. You do it. Or you tell yourself, here's something I need to do. And I do it. Okay. That's the concept of follow instruction. There's five steps to it, but that the concept is I can follow through with something either someone else tells me to do or something I tell myself to do. Mm -hmm. So that's totally related to cleaning. Oh yeah. And I know for you're not going to get it done otherwise.
1: Yeah. And I know for me, when it comes to cleaning, I usually have to tell myself no on other things so that I do get the cleaning done. So I have to tell myself, I have to give myself a no answer like okay yeah you did all your schoolwork you could watch a movie right now but no you're gonna clean the house for a half hour instead
0: then you can watch a movie <laughs> <laughs> you give yourself a positive consequence for positive after incentive instance. yes yeah well because we have to motivate ourselves sometimes right mm-hmm. yeah. so you're right i love that bond that connection that you've made there that you're right that In order to follow the instructions, you usually have to give yourself a no answer. There's another way that no answers come in or criticisms come in. So sometimes you just look at the situation and you say, okay, this is a wreck. Okay, my room (laughs) is bad and it needs attention. That's a criticism. You're giving yourself a criticism. You're telling yourself this is not okay. And so then you have to say, all right, it's not okay. So after you get that, no, I can't have it like this, then the next step is, okay, so what's my first instruction (laughs) going to be? Now, what do I I tell myself to do to handle it? So the two go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. When you are talking about self-governing yourself, you are using those two skills back and forth all the time with each other. Now let's talk about our other two uh, of the four basic skills. So there's accepting consequences and there's disagreeing appropriately. So accepting consequences. Sometimes you have a problem to solve or a cleaning to make because you didn't handle something right to begin with. So sometimes you're fixing a problem or cleaning up something because it's technically a negative consequence of you not doing something before. I mean, we all know that I'm not in the mood for dishes right now thing, right? Right. And then in the morning you wake up and all this food is crusted on the plates. So now you're scrubbing and you're, you know, and now it's you're like really you to, not in the mood. Yeah, <laughs> you're scraping and you're like, why didn't I do it before, you know, because there's the consequence that comes, yeah. but you have to be able to accept the consequence and just carry on and do it anyway. And part of the consequence of working too is it takes time which means you have to accept that too. You know, like you said, you wish you could do something else, but you have to tell yourself no on those other things and do this too. Okay, so disagree appropriately. Now this is hopefully where we give you a little bit of latitude. Um, So on, on disagree appropriately, um, sometimes it's not the time to do whatever it is. Sometimes the dishes do have to sit overnight. You know, if you look at your priorities and you say, let's see, I've got to wake up at 4am or I've got to whatever it is. And you look at those dishes and you go, all right, now let's problem solve this. I can either spend 10 minutes right now getting those done or, I can do them, you know, after I get back from my appointment early, early in the morning and I can do that. And sometimes the right answer is I've got to get to bed or I'm going to have struggle even being able to drive safe and focus. And so you might have to postpone it. But the point is that you actually set a time to get it done. Now, if you don't set a time, then that has another name to it. It's not disagreeing appropriately. It's procrastination. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, Paige. It is procrastination. And procrastination, when you're just putting off, putting off, putting off, you are not following instructions. Nope. But when you recognize that you have multiple things going and you've got to prioritize, and there's something that you wish you could do right then, but you, you just can't, for maybe a specific reason, maybe, you know, a child needs your attention or whatever it is, then you tell yourself, okay, well, this is well, when I will do it. And then you hold yourself accountable, then you're still self-governing and you're doing that disagree appropriately. You're looking at the situation or the person and you're saying, okay, this, I know this is what needs to be done. I wish it could be done right this second, but it's going to have to wait until this time. So anyway, those four basic skills, they're all part of the cleaning process. So when you teach your children to clean, and some adults may be thinking even teaching myself to clean, because I'm not that good at it. When you teach yourself <laughs> to clean and your children to clean, you are teaching yourself to be better at problem solving. We're talking any problems. You see more truths. You see more principles. Your eyes are open to the layers. You know. Historically, the freest people were the farmers. Why? Why were the freest people the farmers? Because they were the ones who were out in the principles, digging the land, working the land, pulling the weeds, you know, conquering those huge cleaning projects on a regular basis. They were in touch with what is true and what is not. And how to solve a problem. So, people constantly went to those farmers to lead their states and to govern in their courts and all that kinds of stuff. You know, everyone was a farmer at one point, and that mm-hmm. made for a lot of wise people. So, anyway, Amen. cleaning. Yeah. It's going to help you. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on the teaching self government podcast Mm -hmm. and talking about cleaning up your problem solving skills today. If you would like more information about teaching self-government, and if you would like to improve your self-government skills, be sure to go to teachingselfgovernment.com and look at what we've got there for you. There's a lot of free things and resources that you can use to help your family on your self-government journey. Thank you for joining us everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.